Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Our 2021 All-Star Shortstop. Chicago, his family, we're so proud of you. All of us are extremely proud of you. Congrats. Were they at a golf outing? <laughs> they were not down in Phoenix. They were not down right. in Phoenix. You can tell the difference. Let's uh, let's kind of frame that for everybody. That's Joel McEwing in 21 announcing Tim Anderson being an all-star, not a starter. And then him, the audio, announcing Tim Anderson being a starter. Look, I would imagine that the clubhouse is a little dead. I would not want to hear them going hooting and hollering because of what they're doing on the field. So some people look at that as, oh, the clubhouse is dead. Well, they better not act very, you know, uh, very excited and all of that stuff because that's putting the cart before the horse. And uh, it did sound like they were at some kind of golf waste management. The, the wild one down in Phoenix where everyone's drunk and they're, you know, it's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. yeah, just it, it sounded like a uh, they're uh, in in. In this business of ours, we have sound banks and everything, and it sounds like something you would look up golf clap on the internet and play it, and it's like, oh, that's a that's a golf match. Oh, very nice, very nice. Chris Michael checked in on uh, Twitter real quick and used the word flummoxed as our flummoxed. adjective for for your Chicago White Sox. Love it. Thanks for that at uh, ESPN One Thousand on Twitter. Okay, Brian, high low. Let's go through. Okay, so Tim Anderson is a an all star, and he's earned it. I was getting a little tired of the the shilling leading up to the announcement. Uh, you know, so some White Sox were. Yeah, I saw that, you know, and uh, right, yeah, right. I mean, it's it's burying the lead, the lead yeah. being that they suck. Just you know, vote for Tim Anderson. He deserves to be an All Star. I'm not saying otherwise, but when I'm watching this team blow leads and and you know uh, get picked off and having an eight five triple play, I, it's got a little tiresome this week. You know, hey, hey make sure you get Tim Tim Anderson. She's uh, right. Anyway, Tim Anderson's the bright spot because there aren't a, a lot of them. Um, only th- four, count them, one, two, three, four, Chicago White Sox positions are above the major league average. They're only positive in four positions. And Tim right. Anderson, because at shortstop, he, they have a 0.9 game above average rating because of Tim Anderson for the most part, right? Okay. 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 The White Sox as a whole, and this speaks volumes, they're 23 out of 30 teams in uh, baseball wins above average because they're not above average. They're well below average. They're minus 5.5. Now think about that. They're with Colorado Rockies are right above them. The Diamondbacks are right behind them at minus 5.8. That's the company you're keeping. Okay. That's for all of all positions, including batting and fielding, okay, baseballreference.com. That that encompasses all the good and all the bad on either side, offense yep. and defense. Mm-hmm. All pitching because you've had sterling starts and at times stretches where the bullpen was really good, still t- turns out to be a negative number, minus 1.2, 21st in all Major League Baseball. Starting pitching because it's had, you know, its moments and its stretches and been better than than not. 0.5 to the positive, so above the average by half a game. Okay. Relief pitching, minus 1.7, 23rd. I mean, here's your your bottom 10 in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 categories. 
okay? Catching, a negative number. Uh, second base, a negative number. Third base, uh, minus one game. Uh, left field, minus 1.3. All outfield, minus 1.9. It goes on and on. This You only are four positions. First base because of Abreu, shortstop mm-hmm. because of Anderson, center field because of Louis Robert, and um, pinch hitting, you're, you're, you're okay, but it's not a positive number. It's minus 0.3, and that's good for 12th in all Major League Baseball. You are bottom 10 in, in most every other category. That gets you the record that you have. That gets you the playoff probability that you're living with today, and that is so different than the aspirations and expectations going into the season. So it's not an easy fix. Like Southside Ron said, it's an off-season fix, and I don't even know how much. I mean, right now he's right. Going to August second, you're not buying. You're not. You're not making some big deal or a few deals to to shore up no, the possibilities no, no, here. No. No, and I was, uh, we had an ESPN outing, and I was talking to JR on the morning show, and, uh, you know, we were talking about this, and I said, boy, we are going to be sellers, and he's like, what are you going to sell? And and he, and he has a point there. Um, True. You, you know, what what are you going to sell in that, what it, what would a Mankata get you, because he's giving us troubles, and it's not like this is a secret we can keep. Well, how much salary are you going to eat? Potential, and how yeah, much I'm- salary are you going to eat? And obviously... For us fans, salaries aren't really a consideration. That's somebody else's problem. But believe me, it is Reindorf's, Reinsdorf's problem and, and Hans' problem to manage. So that is going to affect things. So if we are sellers, what are we actually going to be able to sell? I mean, you're not you're – not, Mankata's untradeable at this point right. because of his contract that goes up Because to- if the pieces we would want to keep are the pieces that other teams would want. And we have to figure out how to keep them yet better ourselves. And to this point, that hasn't worked, obviously. You know, Savala has been um, a nice breath of fresh air behind the plate, and the pitchers mm-hmm. seem to like to throw to him. Um, can you imagine if you had Wilson Contreras behind the plate? Here's a guy who's top 10 in every yes. offensive category. Every week I, mean, I ask you for him, every week. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a guy, right? I mean, his attitude, his leadership, his – his having a career year, and by the way, also an All Star. So congratulations to him, a third time yep. going to the All Star game. So and he he swore his allegiance and love, and said he still wants to be a Cub for the rest of his life, and, and that doesn't seem to be in the cards. If you you know, Jed Hoyer well, then, won't uh, even. The other side of Chicago will do. He's not too far. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you want Grandal has not lived up to his money. No. Um, you, oh, Not but, but even close. You want a guy who's going to come in and and change a little something in the clubhouse, but more importantly, change a little something in the offense and behind the plate. You could do a hell of a lot worse than an all star in Wilson Contreras. But yeah, back to this thing: who's you going to who are you going to sell? I mean. You, you, a lot of teams are like Andrew Vaughn. You're not selling him, right? No, I mean, no, right? You have to keep him, right? So who are you selling? I mean, what, you have to keep Robert. Yeah, of course, right? I mean, unless you... And that that gets to my point. You you have to keep Anderson. Uh Who are you going to sell? We don't have anything to sell. Yeah, you're not not doing a Kyle Davidson here. You're not blowing the whole thing up. And, you know, and we'll we'll get into some of that before we get out of here. But, I mean, what a week for the Blackhawks because the likelihood of 50-50 Alex Brinkett going to, oh, not only is he shipped out, there's Kirby Doc and... uh, are they forcing Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves to, to the door, too, by getting rid of Debrinkin? By my, doing that, yeah. My well, answer look, is I, yes, right? My yeah, answer yeah, is yeah, absolutely. I would, 
I would believe that they are, and I'm not surprised at what they did. Um, and, and we can dig in after uh, we get into uh, or out of the break. We've got to take Chip. He's on from Villa Park. Hey, Chip, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. How are you? All right. Hey, I was just looking when we talk about the White Sox, and I, and I keep hearing about the uh, uh, talent, how much talent this team has. And, you know, Brian, you just referenced it by looking at the uh, – war and, and actually how average to below average this team is. I, I think the sample size you have to look at is you go back to the end of or the all-star break last year. Yep. You're talking 155 games. This team is one game over 500 in that time. And I don't care about all the talent they, you know, talk about having, because there are plenty of guys who can hit the ball far in the league and can throw it really hard, but they do all the small things and the fundamental things so poorly. And I would think the talent should also incorporate your ability, your smarts, and your ability to know when to back up plays, the base running gaps, managerial gaps. I, this team, it, it frustrates me when they talk about how talented they are because talent is such a relative term. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't, I don't think they are that talented. I, I really don't, as evidenced by, you know, being a game over 500 through 155 games. I think was it Dicker used to say, you are what your record says you are? And Bill well, Parcells. There yeah, you Bill are. Parcells used to say that, yeah. 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 Well, well, Parcells, yeah, that's we, right. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, we we may have been sold a bill of goods. I mean, we, we were trusting that when we heard that these kids were talented and such. Obviously, Andrew Vaughn is talented. They they There are players on this team that have their talent, but it's just not gelling. And then you have injuries, which is not something we should lean on because of Many of these people that have been injured, Moncada and uh, Grandal, are not playing up to anywhere their potential when they're actually on the field. So, yeah, talent is a very subjective word. And the numbers are, uh, they, they don't lie. When you have that many negative uh, minus signs in front of those numbers and you're a minus 5.5 overall as a team, including defense and offense, and you're living in the bottom seven in the league because of that, the, the idea that were we sold a bill of goods? Did we just blindly believe that this team was much better than it actually is? And, and Chip just made the the point, uh, and it's absolutely accurate to go back to All Star Game. There, I think you go back to the middle of May. I think when they were twenty two and twenty one was the last time they had a winning record. Now think about that: one game over five hundred. Right. In middle right. of May, and now and, and, and it's funny, Brian, because at that point, our leader. Jose Abreu was not hitting very well because he never hits very well early in the season. So to have had that record means that other people are stepping up that have since disappeared. Uh, Yeah, look, and and you can use the injuries as a crutch all you want. That is not an all-star team on the Well, we were were thinking that it was a bigger crutch than it – or, yeah, that it actually was early in the season, but it turns out it's not at all. No. It's not at all. doesn't matter. Doesn't no, Yohan Mankata comes back, gets you a couple of hits, you get excited again, and then, you know, no, it just doesn't work out. Right. 312-332-3776. When we get out of the break, uh, we are going to uh, talk about the Blackhawks a little bit. We certainly uh, have uh, some polls that we have to wrap up. And, Brian, we need a creative adjective from you, the sports writer. We need a very creative adjective from you about our oh, White boy. Sox. I certainly have one loaded up, ready to go. We'll do all of that. We're here until 1030 until we uh, meet up with 
Connor McKnight for White Sox Weekly here on your home for Chicago White Sox baseball, ESPN 1000. Be right back. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Yeah, I didn't necessarily see this coming. Um, like I said, I saw the, the rumors and, and stuff, and I had a, a couple conversations with Kyle. Um, I knew it was a, a possibility, but I think I was ready to, to be in Chicago for a long time. That was kind of just the way I thought about it, and um you know, I've never obviously been traded before um, in, in any league and um, kind of stick to the same teams for the most part. So this is a little different experience for me. ESPN 1000, Xander and Hanley. Tough to hear the departure of Alex DeBrinkett, but me, myself, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and uh, thanks to NBC Sports Chicago for the audio, but um, he, uh, Alex DeBrinkett, who's can... Uh, Last couple seasons, 40 goals or more. Um, he's a guy who's been riding shotgun with Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. And as has Kirby Doc, who's also traded. Um, he said he had conversations with Kyle Davidson, but I, I assume Kyle said, that, hey, your name's coming up. And Kyle said he'd be transparent with his players and let them know when come out of blue. But he didn't know what was going to happen for sure. I, I mean, Kyle Davidson didn't know what was going to happen for sure. Boy, but the Twitter reaction, Mark, when they saw what you got for Debrinket. You're not good. Well, not good. Can what you got for Brandon Hagel? What you Not got for enough. Brandon Hagel? Really good. You know, Phil Thompson of the Chicago Tribune boiled it down, and he said maybe this is oversimplistic, but he said basically when you look at all the moves that Stan made on his you know last season here, last draft to get Seth Jones and get trading away the draft picks, which you know before Thursday the Blackhawks had no first round picks, and then after uh, moving to bring it to Ottawa. And Kirby Doc to Montreal, uh, he ended up with three first-round picks. Um, Phil Thompson Tribune said basically, when you uh, the dust settled, you traded to bring it to get Seth Jones, and you moved down the spot in the first round to do it. Now think about that. Yeah, that, that would be terrible if you just made that trade. That'd be terrible, right? And mm-hmm. a year ago, Stan was sitting here telling you about you know how great they had the money and they had the trade assets to line up to get Seth Jones, who was pretty good and and looks like he could be a top defenseman for a long time, but for what you, you know, you just gave up Alex to bring it for Seth Jones. No, thank you. Um, but, but, it, Twitter, but it was, a, it, it was a bit of a mess that was left just like absolutely. What happened with the bears. It was a bit of a mess that uh, Davidson has to kind of try to right the ship. I'm not surprised anybody who's been a Hawk fan for years. Like I have, we remember the early two thousands, mid two thousands where things were really, really bad and oh, mid 90s re- late 90s yeah well yeah yeah just starting there but i'm saying right ahead of you know having like uh keith show up and seabrook and and these pieces starting to show up that ultimately built to three cups you know there's going to be some tough times and uh you know taves is not the future of this team no. and neither is kane he's older well, now and well, in kane- could have been but look at what last year we had those assets and we really didn't do much with them. So well, I'm not surprised. Someone went back and looked at all of the first-round picks since 2011. The Blackhawks have traded every single one of them away over a decade. And some of them, you know, like Artemi Panarin and, and these guys are really good and still really good and going to be really right. good. Right. It's, it's amazing the mess that Stan left. Yep. Um, Kyle Davidson, you give him credit for being bold, and, and he's, 
He's firmly in his firm in his belief that they did the right thing. And talking about the group in general, the three first round picks and Korchinski or in Zell and, um, and Nazar, he said, yep. he said, they're all across the board. They, they're great skaters. They have size. And that combination really appealed to them. Pat Boyle during the hockey show uh, mid season. So he heard from some people inside the organization when they were re- redoing the front office that on their scouting reports, all of a sudden, they, uh, Kyle Davidson and, and some of the people there wanted to know about compete level and really prioritized compete and, and, and want to and showing up every day and, and most shifts and everything else. And that's what they kept saying about these three guys in particular, that they compete and that maybe that's something that they didn't emphasize nearly enough understand Bowman. Um, but that's great. And it's great they skate. I mean, when I was covering Craig Hartsburg, one of the six or seven coaches I covered <laughs> the six or seven years, Hartsy, I remember we asked him one time, uh, I don't know if Murph got him a guy or whatever, um, and we asked him about the what his initial re- you know, uh, response was looking at the guy. He said, well, it sure could uh, help if he could skate for bleep's sake. Um, which is usually in hockey, skating is a thing. You know, you need yeah, to be able it, to it, skate. Start, it pretty much starts there. You're yeah, not getting so, much done if you can't skate. Yeah, so it's look. It was um, our, our our other Twitter poll today. Uh, how you know, given that the trades and the draft on Thursday, uh, how long would the rebuild take? Because Kyle Davidson didn't put a number on it, but right. because of his actions Thursday, I think he might have. Yeah, uh, the the options were uh, fewer than three years, greater than three years, or the third option is who's who's to say who's going to say it will take. I mean, is there any guarantee? So, right. Yeah. Jake, what does that, uh, that poll look like as we're going to wrap things up in a minute here? So that has more than three years at 67%. And who says it will at 22? Obviously Oof. at nine, less than three years. Oof. Ooh, uh, see, yeah. Hawks fans are a little uh, salty right now. Yeah, like, a little, uh, they're a little salty. Like Look, Chuck Garfine said after the game last night, he said, I'm salty Chuck these days. I, I want to be happy Chuck and smiley Chuck, but he's <laughs> salty Chuck because of the team he's doing the pre and post for. Hey, we're, if you're a sports fan right now, you're salty to different degrees here in Chicago. And I will, say this being, I will say this as, as uh, a Blackhawk fan that I, I don't like seeing – to bring it leave. And I, I don't like seeing what we've seen, but I will say this, it will depend on how these draft picks turn out. This could look like a good move if a certain things happen the way we hope they will. So well, it, it's possible, it, but it's, it's too early to make that call right now, but well, we do it, know it's a rebuild and he's actually willing to use that word. Okay. But well, it's not too early to say that Patrick Kane said, basically uh, paraphrasing, you know, he sure liked to bring it to hang around. Yeah. No, and I now that the brink has gone, and and Doc's gone. I, I think Patrick Kane's as good as gone, and it's up to him to to wave the no trade. How quickly that happens, and you said it, Jonathan Taves is not the future. And sadly, what you would get back for Jonathan Taves, both those guys are signed for one more year at big money. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what the you know if Patrick Besson, the uh, agent for both uh, Kane and Taves, is. I'm sure he's already talked to both those guys within the last 48 hours and uh, get a temperature on where they where they're going to be and where you know do they want to stick around and if not, Kyle Davidson has got another huge chip and Patrick Kane in particular to yes to move and, 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 and see and that's the thing too if Kane doesn't want to stick around we can thank you thank him for his service and get the biggest return because we have to rebuild this team and if those three first rounders turn out to be anything like we're being told. That's a positive. And, and at some point, you have to turn it over. And that's just reality. 
So the adjective, before we wrap up our Cubs-Sox poll, the adjective for the way you're feeling for the White Sox, Brian, before we get out of here and make room for Connor McKnight and White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000, what's your adjective, the way you're feeling about the Southsiders right now? Well, I, I like salty Chuck. Chuck Irvine was salty. I, I, and I'm not a Sox fan, but I feel duped. I feel duped. duped. Yes. I, I feel excellent. duped. That, yeah, that, I, I that, feel, that, right, I feel because like, you feel like those those we were told that this team was better than this. We were I'm, told and, that. And I'm not, you know, I, I should be smart. I mean, I looked at it and I thought for sure they're gonna win this division, even with Carlos Correa going to Minnesota. Yeah. And you know what? they got they got a six percent chance of winning the division right now. Right. Uh, if, if I, really I feel like I feel the team is paltry. That's my Paltry. That's the one I'm going through. Paltry. Actually, they have a 13.5% chance to win the division. Wild card, 6%. Neither one of those are really good numbers. <laughs> no, no, that does not make me feel any better, but thank you anyhow. Yeah. All right, so we've got uh, which team will finish higher in the division before we wrap it up, Cubs or Sox? Jake, jump in and tell us what people are thinking. Sox at 70%, Cubs at 30 So okay. still some hope there. Right. They're still both in hope. third right now. They're both in yeah. third right now. Yeah. White Sox Weekly is next with Connor McKnight. This has been uh, Hanley and Xander on Saturday morning. Thanks for joining in. Lots of great phone calls. We'll be with you tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. right here to talk about everything you want to talk about in Chicago sports on ESPN 1000. Until then, let's go White Sox. Enjoy your day.